Good day, one and all, and welcome to another episode of the Hobby Happy Hour with me, Bob. And me, the one and only Jono. Oh, In today's episode, we shall be discussing Gene Stealer Cults. <laughs> yes, those sneaky little dickenses. But before all that, a uh, little housekeeping of the utmost importance. That is correct, sweet, sweet Jono. Um, our beautiful Patreons, the ones whom we owe all of this to, our beautiful, wonderful, delicious, just, uh, Patreons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Thomas, Kietil, Andy, Gerald, Dalfrith, Ben, Nathaniel, Emma, Swords After Dark, Macath99, James, Chris, Mr. and Mrs. Depage, Dave, Gil Harrod, Squash Room, Kyle, Buried Alien, Juniper Wynn, Jonathan H, Gordon Bennett, Epic Taco, Matty C, Uti Hawk, Nathan, and Ursatz. Yay! Woo! <laughs> no trap horn? I thought you were bringing the trap horn this time. I, I thought that was. got it. It's, it's in the boot of my car. I'm not going all the way downstairs to get it. I, that's fine. It's fi- all the way downstairs. All the way. <laughs> it's all the way outside to get that. Fine. Whatever. Cool. Um, You know what? And if you'd like to join this list of beautiful, beautiful, wonderful, generous people, then please head over to our link tree. Even just a pound a month, just one squid little pound, give you access to, like, come speak to us in our Discord. Um, and for our £10 plus supporters, they will get their own episode. There's a little bit of a cue, but if I've told you you're getting your episode, you'll be getting it before the year is through. I can guarantee you that for definite. Um, and <laughs> and if you want to buy some Warhammer or some other hobby-related paraphernalia, head on over to the Linktree. Just Google Hobby Happy Hour and Linktree, and it's right there. You can't miss it. Then just click on Warhammer Discounts, Toppen. And enjoy some cheeky, cheeky little discounts on us. Um, we get a little bit of a kickback too. Uh, and just saying, the new Angron's pre-order is available on there for only £70. Did you just put that in there just to piss me off? Um, maybe. Okay, cool. And if you can't afford to spare as little as £1 per month, the cost of seven bananas from Aldi, a loaf of bread per month please give us a rate and review if you're on spotify just click how many stars you think we're worth um the other which is five the other ones drop a little review um it means a lot to us and it helps out more than you can actually think and like boost our little algorithm up a little bit so yeah yeah sure does sure sure does um needs a whole heck of a heap of a lot so just head over to our facebook as well drop us a review Give us a follow on Instagram. Use our hashtags. Hashtag Hobby Happy Hour. Hashtag Triple H Sunday. That is HHH Sunday. Every Sunday we'll pop anything you've posted up on the news feed. And if you don't see your, see your post in the doobry what's it on Instagram, then it's because Instagram is stupid and makes no sense. So just randomly decides to just not show some stuff, including stuff we've posted, which is just stupid. Um, but if you do want to see the community's work, just go on Instagram, click search hashtag hobby happy hour or hashtag hhh sunday and you can see everything that all the people that have contributed to this magnificent community um it makes a huge difference 
Yeah, um, and the biggest thing you can do for us is, like, you can tell your mates, uh, word of mouth makes a massive difference. Yeah, crazy difference. Um, And it just helps encourage the slow and steady growth of our little community, spreading love and joy and love. Boinker. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, all that aside, what have you been up to, Jonathan? Oh, well, okay, like, um... All right, strap yourselves in, folks. I'm strapped. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Not like that. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know where your mind went to. I thought you strapped like you got your gat and your, your, your shooter. Anyway. I mean, like, oh. strapped for cash. Oh, Skinned. okay, yeah. That's, yeah, perfectly. Mm, yeah. Oh, the cow. <laughs> okay. Um, so I finished uh, my World Eater Terminators. Uh, did you just kick a dog? No, that was the trap horn. That was the celebratory trap horn. the celebratory duck squeeze. We couldn't afford a trap horn. Like, shipping's brutal. So we, we just got like a look of duck. Just. Okay, you're done now, dude. You can yeah, go back. Cheers, man. Those 10 years playing the bagpipes is really paying out for Bob on his duck. So you got some bread later, bro. Don't so. give him bread. That's bad for him. Delicious seeds. <laughs> and get your fat plumpy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I knocked out the Terminators. They're done. Base is finished. Um, I think we put a few photos up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Khan's like 99% finished like he I smashed through him man I like really enjoyed painting him um it's a great model mm-hmm. I agree um, yeah so I think um on to my next conundrum is can I can I just have a little tangent please you, you tangent away okay. go ahead so up to this point we've last, been right on track well okay well I won't time date it but like recently Pre-orders went up for the World Eaters releases, and I pre-ordered a shitload of stuff. Um, you did? Yeah. Uh, the following week, it was on shelves, and all of us people that pre-ordered stuff are waiting for it still. It so, does seem a little odd, doesn't it? It's- I'm a bit, I'm a bit butthurt and salty about that. I think it's shit. I think like you, GW's already got my cash. I think when you pre-order something, you should you should get it a little bit before it goes on the shelf. I just think that's I was I'm really dick dicked about it. Like you see people like painting and building Angron, and I'm just like, uh, so. Other than that, that's probably the first ever real gripe I've ever had with GW. And then like yeah. someone yeah. I commented on a Facebook post. And someone that works at one of the GWs in my state was like, well, like, if you ordered it to a store and then came and picked it up from the store, it'd be like, you'd have your copy. I'm like, well, I didn't think of that. And two, like, that fuck you. still like, defeats the purpose of it. Like, like, I know the shit's in my country already because we have a warehouse of it. Like, you yeah. know, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. But it is what it is. So hopefully they get here sometime this week and, like, I can start knocking that out because... I just want to pay the new cool. Berserkers and the A Bound. I think are cool, but other than that, yeah, 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 I'll I'm ready to finish painting Khan. I think I've just got his base and a few bits and highlights still, and that's it. 
then I'll just build five more berserkers and then Ha! That's great, Johnny. That sounds really cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing that thing that you just talked about. That's <laughs> Dickhead. That's really really cool. Really cool stuff. Oh god. Aurelio. So, so yeah. what about you, Bob? How's your hobby been going? I you know what? I really feel like I've stepped up my game this year. Um I've like I think it was you know when we did the New Year's episode, right? And I was like I just I laid it all out. And I did. I spent a little bit of time laying everything out that I wanted to achieve. And I feel like it's really helped me sort of keep on track a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've, like, I don't know what I've done since the last episode now. I can't recall. But I've, um, so I've done all those Nurgle Sisters of Battle. They're all primed as well now. Those three. Um, the three with the wings. The Tzinch one, that's all fully built. Fantastic. That's looking good. Yeah, I'm happy with how that one's panned out. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to painting that one. Yeah, Find... I think I think that one with the UV resin, that's just like you've knocked it out of the park, man. I was like, whoa. Thank you. Thank you. It's it really come together. Like you know when it's like you try something a bit different and you have a, like an idea in your head about how it's gonna pan out, but you've never actually done it. Mm. And it yeah, it, it came out quite nicely. Um I don't know how well I'd be able to replicate it again in the future. I think I got a little bit lucky. But... <laughs> You're talking to a guy that builds as per instructions, and like my <laughs> my idea of kit bashing is like head swap and a weapon swap. That's about it, really. So as per as per box art, um, oh, but you man. know I can't. You know, but I, I can't do that. You know I can't. I, feel, I really struggle. Um, I think it's because for me, you know, like if you you're converting and you're not following any instructions, you can't really make any mistakes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't fuck it up because it's. There's no predestined thing, um, so yeah, it gives you well, it gives me more wiggle room. But yeah, the use of UV resin, I'm a big, I've really, really, yeah, I've I'm a big fan of using UV resin because I got a little UV laser pen. Oh yeah. Um, because the problem I was having with UV resin before is I had one of those little UV torches, but it still took a while to cure. Mm-hmm. But this laser pen is like fucking powerful. Yeah. So it it cures like like immediately that's cool so it's so i've been using it as well so you know when there's like a really fiddly bit that you've got to glue on to something else and we're talking like the contact point is just nothing yeah like normally i'd use requires pinning or something yeah so usually i'd go with like the pinning route but even then sometimes even that is like hard Mm mm-hmm and I found if I can just dip it in some UV resin, just like the tip, and like almost like glue, hold it to it, UV pen, done. Yeah. It just like it's not as secure as like plastic glue, super glue, but it's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. Um, yeah. Oh, the only cool. issue with it is you've got zero wiggle room. Like once that's cured, you you can't like gently maneuver it. So if you try and do something where it's perfectly straight, it's uh, it's not so easy. But um, but yeah, and then the corn sisters of battle that I've that I'm currently working on, and I'm kit bashing her a little mini gun chainsword, which is again weirdly coming together as per plan. So it's um, it's going well, man. Oh, that's good. It's good. I'm great to hear. They they are looking fantastic as always. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, oh yeah, and I, I primed the um, primed the trigon and the hive tyrant, so they are literally sat there ready to be painted. Um, so once I can be bothered to paint again, I will <laughs> probably do that. So twenty twenty four. 
uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I am at. So, Test. anyway, all of that aside, all of that, all that stuff, we are here today, gathered here today, to talk about oh, Gene Steeler Colts. Mm, yeah, that we be, that we be. Those gribbly, sneaky, wriggly little bundles of joy. Yes, indeed. So, where to start? At the beginning, perhaps. Um, a long, long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a set of events unfolded that led to something called the Tyranids. Now, these space bugs from another galaxy trundled over to our, quote-unquote, galaxy after the Emperor of Mankind did something that I forget that caused the Astronomicon... Think a lighthouse in the warp to flash out and make them all pay notice to it, and like moths to a flame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And with that, a billion eyes all turned to terror. A billion jaws of teeth gnashed and yearned to devour. They certainly did, Jonah, you thematic little dickens. But anyway, what? this isn't them. But it is a bit but kind of. Did you fucking call me? You thematic little dickens. The fuck do you want to go, mate? I... Yes. <laughs> That's nearly as bad as calling an Aussie champ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, champ. Okay. Yeah, don't, don't, you like, don't you know that? Like, you, can, you can come to Australia and call everyone like cunts and that, and it's like a term of endearment. Pardon language. But you call someone a champ. Oh, dude. That's like, yeah, let's go, motherfucker. Really? I mean, it's not one of my my chosen go to words, but it's it's in the it's in the stockpile of things that I feel I can use if as a non threatening, <laughs> safe word to use. Yeah, no. You got this, champ. No, it's a bit cheesy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay, so there was a time when these weren't a separate army; they were just a part, quote unquote, of the Tyranids. Yeah, I think. So, anyway, there was a time they weren't a part of the Tyranids either, but we may be complicating things just a little bit. Us complicate stuff? Never. No, with Laurel inaccuracies, I day. We speak gospel truth, it is law. Making vast assumptions on our Laurel knowledge. Um, it's it basically, like, they weren't their own army. Well, they were their own army, but they weren't a part of the Tyranids, and then they were a part of the Tyranids, but I don't think they were their own separate army, but then they were again, I think, is my understanding of the situation. I don't know if yours is different. Yeah, like, they were never on my radar. Fantastic. So, that's all fact. Please don't check it. So, think... Do you do? Forward your complaints to... No one gives a fuck at gmail.com. No, No, I'll just do what everybody did after the Eldar episode and just message me Discord, Instagram, Facebook. Just keep them coming. coming. (laughs) Handwritten letters, telegrams, Pony Express. Anyway, anyway. Think Xenomorphs from the Aliens franchise, but instead of eggs and face huggers and like aliens bursting from various chests and uh, orifices, it's much less obvious and more insidious. <sighs> See, Jane Steeler cults. Oh my God, I'm so insidious right now. <laughs> so, so insidious. Um, 
The, the Gene Stealer cults, they form if a Gene Stealer infects members of another species with its genetic code. Now, the resultant changes in the genome of the host cause a fanatical loyalty to the Gene Stealers, as well as a drastic change to their reproductive systems. Now, their firstborn children will be hybrids, a grotesque mixture of the host's race and Gene Stealers. They will then infect further victims, and the infection spreads exponentially. Fourth generational hybrids produce pure strain gene stealers and the cycle begins anew. Now this brood of pure This brood of pure strains, hybrids and neophytes is all held together by strong psychic and genetic bonds and assembles around the original gene stealer which becomes the patriarch. Now, because this community is often hidden behind the facade of a religion or political movement, they, they sort of get away with, like, being under the radar, if that makes sense. I'm the scared man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, just before I go on, stepping back, how do they... What What's the process of... Uh, like uh, infecting, isn't that the Gene Stiller's kiss? That's correct. So they, they have a big slidey tongue thing, um, and it's called the Gene Stiller's kiss. They slide their ovipositor down, <laughs> down your throat. <laughs> hate it. Um, and that's how, that's how they do it. Oh, it makes me want to be sick. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So like now, despite popular opinion, and to clear up a couple of things here, a patriarch is not a broodlord. That is correct, Jono. They are two separate things. And the confusion can, you know, confusion comes up. So, like, a broodlord is a tyranid. Like, basically, a broodlord is a gene stealer prime, almost, in a tyranid army. That is what a broodlord is. He's a big gene stealer. A patriarch is a regular gene stealer that was the first gene stealer to infect a species and so becomes the patriarch of that brood thing. Mm -hmm. Now, a broodlord so can be a patriarch, but a oh patriarch doesn't necessarily have to be a broodlord. Oh, my God. Glad we cleared that up. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, makes sense, right? You with me? I'm I I personally am with you because like I know a little bit about like how the gene stealers do their their thing, but yeah, okay. It's, it was just it was a thing that used to confuse me quite. A lot. I used to get confused. I assumed they were the same thing, but then they were referred to differently, and it's yeah, it's they're not quite the same. Okay, good Fair play, very good. Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> The first-generation hybrids closely resemble pure strain gene stealers, but with each new generation of hybrids, fucking, but with each new generation of hybrids, gene stealer traits give way to human traits, assuming that it's humans that have been infected, until fourth-generational hybrids are all but indistinguishable from untainted humans. However, a hybrid will always display the gene stealer's primal instincts. So these always remain in their genetic structure, and no matter how human in appearance, a hybrid belongs to the gene stealer brood. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, first generation, also known as gene stealer acolytes, 
Mm-hmm. Um, the first generation hybrids are born to human or otherwise parents. Um, one of which is has been infected. Um, all of the generations they resemble gene stillers most closely. Um, they have either three or four arms. Uh, aberrant may also be created during this time. So that is correct. What's an aberrant? Uh, aberrants are like really big mutant ones. They're the oh, ones okay. with the hammers and like the yeah. big like. In, like, my proxy one, they're the ones with the aged Sigmar hammers. And they're, like, okay, okay. big. Um, the second generations, also known as Gene Stealer Acolytes, um, the second generation hybrids always possess three arms, um, one of which ends in the Gene Stealer claw. And aberrants may also be created during this time, too. So it's, like, in these two, they are... They look gribbly. The, yeah. the second generation, slightly less so, um, but still... You're not. These aren't walking around the Imperium with people going, "Hmm, you know what? I'm not sure about Steve." You know, these, <laughs> these are like full on. That's you're a gene stealer, aren't you? Like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like yeah. To to note that, like, they sort of they sort of infest like under hive cities and that sort of shit, don't they? So like, you know, real yeah worker sort of thing, so they can sort of conceal their shit a little bit. But yeah, okay, cool. Alright, so third generation, also known as neophytes, uh, these hybrids possess bodies somewhere between the crouched bodies of a gene stealer and the humanoid shapes of humans, or whoever they possess. They appear perpetually crouched. Um, they possess two or three arms, one of which might end in the gene stealer claw. The claw! The um, claw! Some lack the obipositor. <laughs> Of preceding generations, these are called drones or neuters. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it fine, man. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Although they can still infect other races through their blood. Some specialist organisms have been observed in this generation, such as Kelamorphs, while Primi, Primi yeah. have also been known to spawn here. Yeah, and they're like the um, like the Kelamorphs, the one that looks like a bit like a cowboy, and it's yeah, yeah. So no, your neophytes, like the gunslinger, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So um, your neophytes are sort of they they could get away with it, like some like the ones with two arms might yeah, get away with it, but they're like still not humans and shit. Yeah, yeah, like the ones with the two arms you could get away even the ones with the three arms if it keeps one hidden and it wears like a cloak it might sort of be able to get about day to day in normal society but again yeah. these aren't becoming like the heads of the imperial guard do you know what i mean they're not like yeah. they're yeah. just yeah most most ways that they've been portrayed in like books or something that I've read is like yeah, big heavy cloaks and like working like deep underground in mines or whatever, you know, yeah, faces exactly. always covered up and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. And when it says primy, I th- I'm pretty sure that's the primus. Um, so you can get a primus that's from this generation. So primus is like the lead of the army almost. So he's like the the brood lord's like right hand man. It's um. They can be spawned in that generation, but it's generally the one afterwards, which is the fourth generation. Again, also known as neophytes, 
So this generation is completely, well, virtually indistinguishable from members of the host species. So they retain the hypnotic gaze of gene stealers, making them very charismatic. Um, and a mutant which can appear amongst this generation is like your Magus and your Primus. And like I just said, they take the highest position in the gene stealer cult beside the gene stealer patriarch. I called it a broodlord about a minute ago because I'm going to keep getting those two mixed up forever, even though I clarified it earlier. Talking about <laughs> the patriarchs, that's it. So beside the gene stealer patriarch. Other types of fourth generational hybrids um, have been observed, like the Clamavus, which is the guy with the big speakers on a stick. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, these individuals often have like familiars accompanying them, which I will talk about after we've done the generations, actually. Remind me. Um, but they have familiars, which are like little psychic beings that exist in real form. Um, the first offspring of fourth generation hybrids, um, they are going to be your pure strain. Pure strain gene stealers, uh, and the cycle shall continue. But also, between the fourth and the fifth generations, creatures spawned purely for war, called hybrid metamorphs, will be produced. And they're just fucking something in between the two. They're just there to fuck shit up. The fourth generation hybrids breed with the local population, creating the pure strain gene stealers and the beginning of the new cycle. So these guys are like pure street, uncut, straight out of Nicaraguan. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so obviously, the fourth... That's right, Jono, I think. Whoa! Um, the <sighs> so the fourth generation hybrids breed with the local population, so because they look just like everybody else. These are the insidious ones. It's that fourth generation. They're the ones that are like... Like in some of the stories where it's like, ah, it turns out that the gen, the commissar is actually a fucking gene stealer. And he goes, ha-ha, actually, I was a gene stealer all along, peasant. Um, yeah, they like and these obviously they, they get into like you know governmental positions like you know that sort of shit. Yeah, high positions of power um, that happens on a semi-regular basis. Um, but obviously, their children are just just gene stealers, pure strain. So like they give birth to them, but then obviously, like if they breed with say like a regular, which they probably will, a regular non-infected human. When that gene stealer is born, they'll still look at it adoringly. So it's like they'll give birth to this fucking monstrosity and be like, Oh, look how cute my baby is. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetness. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, before I continue, those familiars open up some pretty dramatic lorical implications that I feel have not been investigated or discussed properly. Oh god. With within the constraints of the <sighs> universe of Warhammer 40k. Tin hat time. Let's go, people. Right, so like legit. So basically <laughs> they like if you see pictures of them, like so there's the big aberrant, I can never remember what he's called. I think he's called an abhorrent. He's got a familiar, and like some of the other like HQ ones have got like familiars. They mm -hmm. they look like little gene stealers. Little tiny little yeah. gribbly gene stealers, but they like like the one that goes with the uh, the biophagus, who's like sciencey, has got little science goggles on, and they're all cute and whatnot as well as much as they can be. Think nerglings, but for gene stealer cults. But the uh. implication there is that tyranids are like there's some sort of impact somewhere, but not in the warp because they're a shadow in the warp. But there's something 
Like, they've created a solid thing out of this psychic energy. So it's... Yeah, I feel like there's some implications there. Hmm. Um, I'm just looking at the models, so... That's fine. You can take your time. No, 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 no. Like, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck Gribblies you're talking about. So they, like, the little dudes that come in the brood coven box? Yeah, yeah, the little ones. They're not... Uh... They haven't been born. They're not, like... They haven't been birthed. They're not, like, mutant... So they're not, um, like, physical. They're, like... Well, they are physical, but they've been born out of psychic energy. So they are okay. a, a manifestation of the gene stealer cult, the patriarch, and the, like, that gene stealer cultist's will, if they have a strong enough psychic presence. But it isn't the warp. But if it's not the so, warp, what is it? There we go. That's the question on everybody's ah, lips, Jono. okay. There you go. Do you see what I mean? But where does it stop? Like, does that mean that if you had a patriarch that, like, with just, like, this unique, crazy, strong amount of psychic energy, what, like, do they get bigger? Can you have a people-sized, like, thing, gribbly thing familiar? Can you get, like, something even larger than that? Because gene stealers have, on the tabletop, they have psychic abilities, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they think. can smite I'm saying yes, shit. I, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They do. Like, I'm sure I've seen it in battle reports before. Like, so if they're not a part of the warp, but yet they use psychic abilities, what, what's, what's the go with that? I don't, I don't know. Hmm. And I did try and do a little bit of reading on it, try and understand it a little bit more, but it's, do you get what I mean? It's just like, I feel like it was just like a little throwaway thing that they've added in, but the implications of it are that, Basically, in my brain, how this is working is because obviously you've got the hive mind. Because bear in mind, these are a part of the Tyranids. Yeah. So you have the hive mind, which is how they all talk to each other, which is kind of like a psychic thing. And Tyranids have got sort of like psychic models as well. You know, like your your Doobries and your Watsits with names (laughs) that we all remember off the top of our heads. The Doobries and the Watsits. Exactly. So, but then if, if that psychic energy is strong enough to create a physical manifestation so that can be manifested physically in the real world then where does that end? Where's it from? How are they doing that? Find out next week on the <laughs> Hobby Happy Hour with me, Bob. <laughs> um, God, do you get what I mean? I, yeah, because like, uh, I know that like they're all psychically like, it's sort of, I don't know if I'm going ahead, but like they're all sort of psychically brainwashed from the Gene Steeler's kiss, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. And, like, they are psychically, like, linked to the hive mind to um, prepare a world for the forthcoming Tyranid invasion. That is well, that is their yeah. job, basically. Sort of. Now, no, but it is. Well, yeah, well, yeah but... So, Am I jumping too far ahead or what? No, I don't think so. I think we probably do cover this later on, but whatever, fuck it. So... If you think all the members of the Gene Stealer cult, so anyone infected by that very first Gene Stealer, they're all tied back to that first Gene Stealer through the brood mind. Mm-hmm. So they're all connected with the brood mind to that patriarch yep. Gene Stealer. Now that yep. will run independently, as per the patriarch's will, indefinitely. No, now, once... no, no, no. I that... disagree, sir. I disagree, good sir. Until the tyranid, until the tyranid force comes close. At which point the hive mind will override that, but it's to it's the patriarch that is then connected to the hive mind, and all the other gene stealer cultists are then connected via the patriarch. 
Yeah, and then they it's like they get the they get the order from the top of the chain into the pool. Yeah, exactly. But it all comes via that like the patriarch. So the hive mind connects to the patriarch and then think of it like like in computery terms, you have multiple computers all connected up to one router and that router connects to the broadband. <laughs> the what now? The router. Shut up. The router. Yeah, mate, you know what I'm fucking talking about, don't you? So yeah, yeah, if you fit all those computers the local router. They're all connected up to that. Oh, they're all connected up to that fucking router, aren't they? And then that router connects off to the fucking broadband. So, like, it's so say hypothetically. So no hive, no hive approaches. There's no hive nearby, and there's none approaching. That patriarch, the brood will act in the way that the patriarch sees fit. A lot of that's run on instinct, though. But then the second a hive mind comes closely, Patriarch hooks up to the Tyranid fleet, up to the hive mind, and then everybody's like, yay, we're going to get eaten. Hooray. No, I don't think they're like that. They're like, yay, yay, the, the four-armed uh, emperor has come to save us. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's cool, time we're, to all gonna go the, we're all going to go for a swim in the pool. And like, yeah. literally, as they jump off into the pool, which is the biomass pools, the link is severed. Yeah, go on, because they're dead. But no, yeah, but the link is just... severed on the like instantly, and it's like they they suddenly realize what they have done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a cruel fair. twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you not know that? I did not know that. Yeah, no, but no it, shit, man. It like, does, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The tyrannid like snips the synapse synaptic link or whatever, and it's just like, <gasps> fuck, what have I done? Mm. And then boom. That's cool. I like that. That's like really fucking grim, dark shit, man. Yeah, that's really fucking grim, isn't it? That's cool. I mean, Jinsty Lacorts are pretty grim, dark anyway. They're like really unpleasant, it's... like the breeding pools and yeah. stuff like that. I, they're really gross. <laughs> it's really There's, dark. I think I think they're mentioned in one of the first books I ever read, which was a Death Watch book, mm-hmm. and. The way they're portrayed and all that is fucking really sinister and, like, horrific and, like, it was so good. But, like, yeah, they're really sinister and insidious and I like that sort of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I always feel like, um, like, GSC, so, like, Eugene Steeler cults and, like, your chaos cultists, I feel like they're, like, two sides of the same coin, but there's something about... Like, Chaos Cultists can still, like, you know, like, in a horror-y sort of a setting, if you really ramped up that horror element. Yeah. Like, Chaos Cultists are, like, you sort of, I don't know, like, uh, like a gory kind of a scary kind of a, like, you know, demon, Satan, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, like, your GSC, it's more of, like, a body horror kind of a, like, it's really yeah. alien and, like, uh, and it's, yeah, it gets, that's, get that gets me. Um <laughs> Like you're really sort of yeah, it's dark. They are dark, but um, yeah. But so, a theory. I was gonna save this for later, but fuck it, it's fun. So, a theory that I have seen batted around is what happens in the very rare instance that something goes wrong and the patriarch can't connect to the hive mind, or what happens if the patriarch won't connect to the hive mind or doesn't wish. Do you know what I mean? Like it develops more of a sentience. It separates itself. Um, this would not be a, a common occurrence. We're talking hype one in billions. But it it would have to be the the link to the hive mind severed somehow. They can't. They have no. No, control. they're an animal. It's like yeah, an animal like, disconnecting. Yeah, but it 
so if there's some sort of severance from it, or something happens to the patriarch, or, or the patriarch some... gets killed, yeah, or there's some sort of. I mean, I think there are backup patriarchs, and then somebody yeah, else just, just steps down in. The chain. Yeah, but what what happens? And again, like you know, when we're talking about building your own stuff and trying to like push the boundaries a little bit, I think this is maybe an area where you can just push it just a little. Um, I think I'll be very careful, but it's what happens when due to some genetic flaw like the hive the hive man has tried something new a new evolutionary quirk or what if they're rejected what if the patriarch's genetic quirk that they've tried their biomorph the hive mind recognizes now that was a bad idea disconnected cut off from the hive mind never to be reconnected what happens what happens then the GSC just continues for indefinitely, and that that just keeps growing and growing. But as a separate entity, never, never ever connecting back up to the hive mind, never really seeing it through to fruition. But then, what mm. happens? What would be the implications of that? Um, I like that. I've like I like this. I, you know, you know how. Yeah, you're a sucker. <laughs> I'm a sucker for something different. But um, yeah, I just always thought that it was like it'd be an interesting sort of story is like that sort of I don't know and then the would, would animosity the grow to get milk and smoke and just never came back and does animosity grow like is that what happens does, the, does, does this particular gene stealer cult does that do they almost grow like a hatred towards their quote unquote gods you know the, the star mother do they like well would never do, does it now recognize I'm never going to reconnect back up to the hive and what does that do on an instinctive level do you know what I mean? Even if we're just talking animalistic, like, you know, you kick a dog, it's it's angry. It's, do you know what I mean? And the hive mind's disconnected. It's cut them off. What what happens? What's the implication of that? Yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, who knows? Neither do I. Do you know the people? Has that sparked something in your mind? Drop us a message because um, I, I like to, I want to talk about that. Like, mm. so, clearly yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, so fuck you, Jono. So anyway... Back, back on task. Um, we've mentioned a couple of these already, but um, they have like the HQ units basically. So your Magus and your Primus are sort of like your right and left hand men or women um, of the Patriarch. You've then got the Clamavus. Oh God, the Biophagus, the Nexus, the Sanctus, the Reductus, Kelamorph, uh, and the Locus. That's correct. A lot of um, and each of them have their own vibes. Um, like, as we've discussed, the Clamavus have got the big speakers, broadcast the cult's wishes far and wide. Um, the Biophagus is all about gene manipulation. Um, and again, quite interestingly, you, I'm pretty sure you could probably argue new ones of these lorically. So, like, new, unique HQs that have a specific thing. Um so, like, you wouldn't say your cult did X, Y, or Z, or Z, or whatever. You could say, oh, it's a new thing. Um, and we will go into the main cults in a minute. But in the cult of the Twisted Helix, so their biophagus infected food and medical supplies with gene stealery genes to spread the cult other than via the gene stealer kiss. Ah, crafty and little fucker. I know, right? So, because it's like the biophagus, that's what they do. They figure out ways to spread the cult and the genes but not through like what would be quote-unquote traditional methods um and like the clamavus the whole point of him 
is he's trying to encourage people to join. Like, join the four-armed emperor. Join us. So even if they're not a part of the cult, because a lot of like regular people have pretty shitty lives, um, it's it encourages them to want to get involved. Yeah. I don't really think they'll be out on the streets like going, join the four-armed emperor. It's sort of more sinister, like, you know, join... Join like the lodge or the clan or the cult, and then get into the inner sanctums, and then it's like, oh, (laughs) dude, have you seen Larry's hand? Like, oh, what's up with that? Like, (laughs) it's like, well, dude. Well, yeah, maybe those massive speakers on a stick that they have. Maybe they just turn the volume down on that. Then maybe that's what that is. Um, No, no, no. Like they can be chanting, but like it could just be like against. Like corruption in the government or whatever, like you know, and then like like political old school speaking in town squares where you know. They, yeah, yeah, it, you're right. It is. They win you over, and then it'd be like, "Hey, uh, yeah, like you're really hot. Can I just give you a little peck on the cheek?" Yeah, yeah, it's probably more along those sort of lines. Like it's because it's all hidden. Like the cult. It's not like they talk about the cult. As they don't call it a cult. Nobody who is hiring for a cult goes, "Hey, want to join this cult?" Like that's not what they do. Um, We've got. They punch. say, "They say, hey, why don't you sign up to our Patreon? Head on over to our link tree." <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, anyway. uh, have you seen Bob's hand? What the? F- what's up with that? <laughs> Hey, do you like these forehead ridges? Mmm, stylish. Do you want some? All <laughs> the fashion in the world. Have okay. you got any gene stealer in you? Would you like some? <laughs> okay. So anyway, the cults are the the main ones anyway. So you've got the cult of the bladed cog. Mm-hmm. Um, the cult of the bladed cog has assimilated much of the technologies and capabilities of the Mechanicum, including infected Skitari, now that's cool, who have mm-hmm. been converted into a Nexos, as well as large amounts of servitors. Um, the cult seeks to blend alien and machine, producing bionic horrors. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, yeah, I know, right? More you body horror shit that you're on about um the cult worships the hive mind as a deity known as the clawed omnissiah um propagating that the machine cult is misleading with their mantra that the flesh is weak unlike the bionic obsessive mechanicum uh, the bladed cog welcomes organic and cybernetic alike, and this has seen their ranks swell from the underclasses of Forge Worlds. Yes, very cool. I like these ones. Um, ties in quite nicely when, if you listen back to the Admec episode, when we were talking about the organicists as well, um, which was a subsect of the Mechanicum that believe that flesh is just another machine. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they have you know they have like the red armor and like a blue cloth layer, but to be honest, just think Mechanicum colors, um, like your red. They just think Mechanicum smashed together with Gene Stealer cults bits from a modeling yeah. perspective. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. But here's something that I haven't seen yet, and would like to. So these are Mechanicum effectively that have been infected by the Gene Stealer cults. The Mechanicum, as we all know, have knights. Discuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Ta-da! So, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it would. It would. Think, like, what, you've got knights with, like, Carnifex bits coming out of it? With, like, fucking big old fucking, like, GSC knights? Yeah, where's where are these? I mean, come on. Come on, guys! <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, that would Where? be pretty cool. Like, yeah, like so, like you could do like a tyrannid growing inside of a knight, and it's like sort of ripping through the carapace and shit. Yeah, that'd be pretty e- cool. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're one of my favorite ones. They are. They're pretty spectacular. <clears throat> There's a lot of wiggle room you've got with them from like a conversion perspective. Um. Like when you're sort of looking through the Admech back catalogue as well. When you like the um, uh, I forgot what they're called. Not the Skitari, the other ones with like the like horse legs, goat legs, but in machine oh, form. Yeah. Oh, Can't remember, name's gone out of my head, but those, you want to mix them up with it, you're going to fucking do whatever you want. Fucking brilliant, fantastic. Modeling, get yourself an Admech box, get yourself a GSC box, and just fucking start smashing that shit together. Um, love it. Love an easy conversion as well. Like when I say easy, like it's clear, it's here, it's there, you've just got to do that, it's done. Yeah. No. Okay, cool. So up next, the Hive Cult, which is known for its subversion of the Imperial Guard and use of Sanctus Assassins. Um, its members have spread across multiple worlds as its infiltrated Imperial Guard members have been dispatched across the Imperium's many war zones. So the cult prioritizes in recruiting warriors above all else, um, and they've got unparalleled access to like warships, aircraft, troop transports, um, which combined with their vast numbers allows them to attack every level of host society sort of simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And these guys have like green armor similar to like Dark Angels green. And yeah. Yeah, that like dark green. It's like like really dark. But yeah, and I think with these folks as well, and I know we've discussed this on a number of occasions and I'm going to repeat this over and over and over again until the episode's over. Oh God. It's... It's this is one of those armies where it's not so much about the color scheme. It's really about like the minis. Like with these ones, you're gonna be wanting to use like uh, like your bane blades, your tanks. You know, you're gonna be using like your big imperial guard war machines. That's what these folks are into. That's what they're about. And then just little changes. It's not. This isn't so much about lots of little gribbly men and women it's just we're talking big big machines of war that's what they're all about yep (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no like yeah i don't know just go buy katia stan's box and gene steal a battleforge box and go to town yeah you don't even need to do that just buy an imperial guard box and just buy the gsc upgrade sprue that's literally what they are that's yep. yeah, all available on Element Games. <laughs> Head up yeah. to the link tree. <laughs> so then we've got the cult of the inner worm. Yep. Um, they take their inspiration from the arm's length intestinal parasites they find within the guts of their livestock. Um, just as their hidden cult grows strong within the Fat-bodied mass of humanity's ignorant herd. Oh. Yep. <laughs> oh, brutal. Um, they, the use of source bind worm symbol, I think I think I know the one, I think inspired in part by the 
meat slashing machines of the inner worm cultists use in their daily slaughter. Oh, these guys sound great. Um, he's not confined to flesh. Flesh. Yeah, fleshlights. Um, flesh. Flesh. No <laughs> Flesh gate. Um, that's the name of the world that they originated from. Ah, that's okay. The word. So. <laughs> Uh, so it's not confined to flesh gate. Uh, many, <laughs> many, many cult elements, element games, that use ripping <laughs> circular saws, whether to grind rock, cut through steel wood, steel wood roots. You would, yeah. Steel wood roots. Steel wood roots, <laughs> mate. Sounds like a country band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Love those guys. Or salvage the parts of industrial machines. Um, it is common for such brews to echo the sigil upon their standards. Um, no particular colour scheme that I can find, to be completely honest. Um, it isn't really relevant. Again, like I've said, it's really less about the colour scheme and really more about the aesthetic. Um, these folks, they basically come from a world where their main export is meat products. So these are butchers. Therefore, their their stylings, their weaponry, all of that emulates where they're from. Uh, and that's that that is that describes gene stealer cults. They yeah. they are very human in some aspects. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, if they're from, uh, I don't know, like if they came from a world of like philosophers or whatever, they'd look more philosophy. <laughs> they'd look more philosophy. You would. <laughs> you fucking heard, Jono. Um, you get what I mean. You get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Like, yeah, they take the traits of wherever their home world was founded. And like, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Which... Which we'll uh, we'll build up to. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Fucking ecstatic over that. I bet you are. You're loving this, and I can hear it in your voice. I know you just fucking love GSC. So the cult of the pauper princes um, is also one of the six gene stealer cults documented by the Ordo Xenos. Um, forces from the pauper princes typically include vast throngs of loyal followers, which include fanatical neophytes, hybrids, fervent acolyte icon wards, and clamavuses that drive the hordes into a frenzy. Um, and those pauper princes picked a peck of pickle pepper. That's, yeah, that's all. Say, isn't that like, all like they'll... a child's book or something? <laughs> it's like, so the pauper princes picked a peck of pickle pepper with their neophyte hybrid of fervent acolyte young ones and clamavuses that drive the hordes into a frenzy. So, yeah. Yeah, and they, <clears throat> these guys have got like your red cloth and white armor scheme. That's correct. Um, look quite cool. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of white armor. I don't know why. I just think it looks cool. I think red yeah. and white go together quite nicely. Yeah, I think uh, they do too. And it's just one of those. This is like if we're talking like quote unquote regular. Um, this is just you've got neophytes, you've got acolytes. It's this is like a, a more mutanty sort of second, third generationally focused army as opposed to like the other ones. Um, but yeah, wait for it. Fair enough. Good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh-huh. So the cult of the rusted claw. Mm-hmm. Now these guys come from uh, mining communities and are um, known as the cult of the rusted claw. Uh, this embittered brotherhood believes that the all-consuming 
emptiness of the void devours all. Even metal. Oh wow, so metal. Um. Oh yeah, no right. It's so metal, dude. Like, oh. um. They see the tarnishes of every coin and the rust that eats away at every vehicle as divine entropy brought to the world by their patriarch. And is welcome. And they yep. welcome its spread. You. Yep. These are, they've got orange cloth, white armor, but um, that rusty. They look rusty. They like rust. Like a bit of rust. So if you were doing vehicles, which obviously you would do, make them rusty. Um, but you'd maybe want to steer away from like Imperial Guard based kits and stick to mainly like the Gene Stealer cult specific vehicle kits, um, like the big rock grinder, like the bikes, because these are ex mining community. Um, but yeah, but make it rusty. So you want to add some, uh, get yourself some Typhus corrosion um, or some of the rust stuff that exists. Dirty Downs. That's the one. Thank you, Jono. Yeah, get yourself some of the dirty down stuff. Um, I am going to order some of that this year because fucking really need to get my hands on some of that stuff. Really need yeah. to get my hands on it. Or if you don't have like that sort of stuff, you can you can always thin down like orange to do rust and just layer it up. But yeah. Of course you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want it like there is one called um, Riser Rust, which is a dry orange from the Citadel range. And dry brushing that over the top of typhus corrosion that's that's pretty much you've got rust that looks yeah. rusty because um, when you want to paint fine. when you paint rust you look at rust it's not just orange like you know you've got orange yep. you've got browns you've got like a little yeah. bit of red you know so like rhinox hide anything from like a burnt red you know just sparingly place yeah yeah oh you could go down the nylic oxide route yep um you can go down that route and like well like copper rust um, that sort but of blues the thing as well. Is with like, I find people with like nylon oxide, they don't, they don't use it correctly. Like, if if you want to like really like pick out, just use Google Images, and it's a great tip. Like Google Images, have it on your phone, and just yep. paint what you see, like that sort of thing. But yeah, anyway, I, I I agree, and I think I'm guilty of this as well. I think the only time I've ever used Nylic Oxide and I was happy with the outcome was when I painted the um, Chaos Sisters of Battle, the big Nurgle one, because it's you've got to use it so sparingly and in just the right way. It's got to be like you could be really careful with it. Um, there's a dirty down version of that as well. Um, if you do want to check any of the dirty down stuff out as well, if you um, head over to Instagram and it's gobble underscore inz, so that's gobble underscore inz, um, sound sound bloke, um, but he he posts a lot of the dirty down stuff. I believe he's a distributor. So, but anyway, free shout out for that one. But he's he's, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. So um, yeah, I'd recommend heading over to there to see what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. So we're going into the cult of the twisted helix. Now, this I know that I remember this name. Um, yeah. Hailing from the macroalchemical distilleries that provide the Medicaid class civilized worlds, uh, world of Veojvin. What the fuck? Veojvin. I'm surprised you with the soft J. Like, like go with the uh, Vejovium. Vejovium. Well, I was going to go Vehehochim. <laughs> Vehovium. <laughs> Which could be. Could be. Yeah, uh, Vejovium or whatever, the third, with its um exported medicines. Uh, the cult of the Twisted Helix has spread far and wide. 
The cult first formed in late M38 when a clutch, oh, that must be the the collective term of gene stealers, a clutch <laughs> of gene stealers. The cult first formed in late M38 when a clutch of gene stealers destined for experimentation by the Vajovium 3's mad scientists escaped. Um, managing to infect a single host who became known as the prime specimen. The world scientists were ultimately able to dissect the gene stealers, seeing the Xeno's life form as the key of evolution and even immortality. Under strict test conditions overseen by the prime specimen, the ruling nobility of Vajovium was convinced to consume an elixir delivered from the gene stealers to achieve perfection. Instead, however, <laughs> this transformed them into something resembling a neophyte hybrid. Since that day, the Twisted Helix was able to dominate Jehovium 3. Fantastic. It's, um, yeah. So, it's a hard road, but we got there in the end. We got there. Do you know what I mean? I think it was worth it. I feel like that was, ah, uh, good. So... They've gone for, like, a green armor, but again, aesthetics. So, normally the Twisted Helix utilize a great many twisted monstrosities, including aberrants, multi-limbed hybrids, and hunchback brutes. They achieve their aims through open violence rather than subtlety, unleashing armies of steroid-fueled hybrids, shock troops, and, like, the Biophagus. They're really, like, and again, aesthetically... We're talking Griblies here. This is full on. We're talking the mutants. We're talking the aberrants. We're talking like the neophytes, the occult, like the real sort of the nobody is thinking that this is an Imperial Guard army. These these don't look peopley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Great. Good. <laughs> anyway. The Cult of the Four-Armed Emperor. So the Cult of the Four-Armed Emperor are cunning, wily, and endlessly patient. They are the masters of subterranean assault. Um, wherever one of their devoted walks in the open, a thousand more lurk beneath, ready to surge up for the kill. Yeah. Ooh, Gene Sealer stuff. Um, these are red cloth, dark blue, and grey armour and padding. They sure are, Jono. They sure are. Ah, and I think these are the ones that are supposedly infested um, terror as well, but um, don't quote me on that. Don't there's quote gene, me. There's Gene Steelers on terror? There's Gene Steelers on terror. That's why the box set was Gene Steelers and um, Custodes. Oh, okay. Because there, there is an infestation on terror. Oh, if cool. only small, maybe. Yeah, they probably picked the wrong, wrong place yeah. to do that. Huh, Gene Steeler Custodies, you say? Oh, get it, Fuck off, Bob. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. No. Anyway, anyway, anyway. All this is very interesting, but the real fun with GSC is the sheer amount of freedom you have. We've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> you hear that, Jono? Barely scratched it. So, and you don't want to do the same thing that everyone else is doing, right? No, no, Bob, I, I don't. <laughs> no, exactly, Chano. No, no, no. So, I want you to expand your mind. And when I say you, I, I mean you. Me. The people. Oh, damn it. Not you. You oh. could expand your mind, but I, I think that would be a... <laughs> oh, I feel like I'd invest a lot of energy and we wouldn't get far. Well, fuck you. How's that sound? Uh, okay. <laughs> That's... 
That's okay. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I I don't I never thought that you'd get that bought into GSC. I don't see you buying into Gene Steeler Colts. Um, I I like Gene Steeler Colts in the books. I like the the role that they play with guard and like like cultists, like chaos cultists. I like it when it's guard versus cultists sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, but you, will you find me buying Tyranids or Gene Steeler models? Yes. No. <laughs> right now, ordering them as we speak. Bye, bye, um, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. Um, but yeah, no. And I think when I say open your minds up, just think, just think about the different kind of worlds that exist in the Imperium. Um, there's literally you can't stop. Do you know what I mean? Like when you talk about the aesthetic behind the each different cult. Like we said, it's purely based upon the world that they come from. What so, what are you gonna do, Gene Stiller infested Voltan? Yes, thank you for that idea as well, Matthew. Um, that's a fucking that's that's probably the best idea like anyone's ever come up with for you. I think it's, that's great. it's a damn good one, and I think if I get round to doing Voltan, then that is probably what I'll do. Um, because yeah, that sounds cool, right? It's um. But yeah, yeah, they don't have again, feathers. They've just all got beards. <laughs> so I just have to green stuff beards instead. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I think that'd be easier than doing a million and fucking one feathers. Anything is easier than that, Jono. Literally, I would... I'm pretty sure it would take me less time to train and climb Everest than it would to do this. But anyway, um, yeah. I had an idea, right? And I had it a while ago. Yeah. and. Yeah. But like, like um, you know, like night worlds are like set back in like medieval times, but there's fucking knights everywhere. Like gene stealer infestation on there. So think like proper knights in like suits of armor, but they're gene stealers, and like that's real sort of medieval setting. And from like a story perspective, I think that'd be sick. You know, like a yeah. like think like old taverns. Yeah, like gene stealers of the Round Table. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they're like they're all sat around, and it's all like gribbly, but it's like a medieval setting. Like I'd fucking I'd lap that up. That would be sick on horseback. So you've got like gene stealer cultists on horseback with like spears and shit. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. Personally. You don't have a lot to do in your spare time, do you? Um, I think, but I just like to fill my spare time as effectively as possible. So like. <laughs> You know, we don't want... Who wants downtime? you just got to keep going. Fill that time. Um, keeps the voices at bay. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> like with... Because um, I've got a Gene Steeler cult. It goes with my, like, feathery nids. And they're, like, tribal. So, they're supposed to be, like, Aztec-themed. And, like, they look really tribal. Um, and that was that was my interpretation of that. And that's what I wanted to do. And, yeah, I just think that the, there's literally no end... To what you could do with them, like you wanted to do, like uh, like a Native American themed thing, or I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like the literally unlimited potential here. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think Gene Steelers are one of those. Yeah, they are. You've got like, yeah. You, you've got endless possibilities. Yeah, and especially like we covered in the Sisters of Battle episode as well. You can have a Gene Steeler cult of Sisters of Battle. Ooh, that heresy. has happened. Um, it happened. Well, a sister of battle got infected and created a cult. But you, you get like it, it's lorically arguable. There's precedent in there, so you could do a GSC sisters of battle thing. Um, 
you can even do um fucking Nurgle GSC. That's a legit thing. There's it's I can't remember what they're called, but that's a, a proper thing. Um, where a GSC G- got infected by Nurgle. Have the GSC? Um, have they ever infected the Space Marines? No, I couldn't find precedent for it. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, I don't, like, if if you did, because I know I was waiting for it. Like, you could even do now. Now, hear me out on this. Like, imagine, <laughs> imagine, just like waiting for it. I'm like, oh god, here it goes. Nope, haven't. Cause, it's like, a no yeah, go. Sorry, yeah, folks. They'd get put down straight away. Yeah, I think um, there's too much going on with the Astartes genealogy for it to happen. Um, like, you could, there's no reproduction of like natural children, so yeah, they're not a race, so it's not like, do you know what I mean? So even if a because so, a gene stealer wow, can, they're not a race. Oh my god! So they fucking hell. <laughs> fuck off. Um, <laughs> gene stealers could kiss a space marine. Mm. <laughs> fan fiction <laughs> but, um, and turn them to their cause do you reckon but, it would work I think maybe not in every instance because their their minds have been trained but yeah but this even is like if a, okay so even if that happened right like you've got like a, a low level space marine just a regular in their chapter they're going to have librarians and psychers that are just going to go oh, seconds it will take on. seconds be like, hang on what has anyone seen Gary? I need. I think I need to talk to him. Like, um, yeah, it, it'd just be like, you know. <laughs> you could hey, maybe, Joe, I came maybe. Up, someone touch your thermostat? At a push, you could maybe argue a biophagus figured out a way to, you know, a little bit like with the uh, Twisted Helix folk where they've, they've infected all the nobility on a planet with an elixir that's turned them all into these mutants. You could maybe argue that a biophagus has found some sort of way of infecting a space marine group with this, with the gene, and then they all transform into these half space marine, half gribbly like mutants. But they're not. That can't continue. It would be this small group. They have been a a thing. Someone has purposefully mutated this group, but it would not spread. Well, it, I mean. The next generation, it would just follow the lines of the next generation would just be like neophytes, acolytes, and so on and so forth. Um, and I don't think space marines can breed. Well, maybe they can. That's a whole different conversation. Let's not open that kind of worms. Um, but yeah, that's the only way I could see it plausibly happening. But you'd have to be small numbers. Yeah. Okay. Like no more than like 10 or 20. And I think any more than that. And you just. Yeah. And I think you got to think if if you were a chapter and you were fighting some gene stealer cultists and you fought a load of gene stealers and then quite closely after that battle a couple of people started acting a bit weird, like yeah, like you said, they'd sniff that out pretty sharpish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it would have to be like a fight, a battle, space marines versus gene stealer cults. The space marines lose; they capture ten, twenty of them, and somehow the biophagus manages to figure out how to manipulate that, infects them with the genes, and they turn into these big gribbly mutant things. But that's that's it. But you could do that. That is lorically feasible, and it looks sick. So send it over. Remember that's hashtag hobby happy hour or hashtag triple h sunday hashtag hhh sunday. So anyway. All that aside, up to this point, we've just talked about humans. Now, I know, calm down, Jono. Now, <laughs> Xenos infection is rare. I'm a try. But you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's rare, but you can have orcs, you can have Eldar, you can have Tau, um, and obviously the myriad of other minor Xenos races. Oh, fuck off, you can have orcs, man. You can. Nah, I'm out. <sighs> I don't believe that. It's a fungus. Well, you. do you want to do you want to read your bit and then maybe it'll fucking make sense? Maybe you won't how, fucking like, see what I mean. You. Talking about why it's rare. Mm. How dare you? Um. Okay. So I don't really want to read my bit, but that's kind of my job. So, so orcs, the way they reproduce just doesn't really work very well for the GSC. They don't have. They really don't have any kind of social structure that works. For how the GSC operate, and orcs have a way of sensing wrongness. Correct. So it just doesn't happen. It can, and it has, yeah, okay. but it's very small numbers, and it doesn't last long. The, I mean, like in in the lower they're a fungus, levels, so it like can't spread. The the grots and the that yeah, I could understand maybe. But it's, but it's and grots, but you, like, no, no. You're spot on, though. You're completely right. Because it's a fungus, they don't breed like that. That's not how orcs breed. That's not how they spread. So, you like, gene stealers could infect with the gene stealer's kiss or, like, again, some sort of biophagus-related shenanigans. You could infect a group of orcs, but it won't work because there's not going to be a next generation because that's not how orcs... It's spores. So maybe, maybe the spores might produce, but it's still not... It just, yeah, it don't work. Don't work lorically. Yeah. So you can maybe, again, like, again, you can do a couple of minis, you can do a model, do a little kill team or something like that, but I think anything bigger than that is just... just doesn't work lorically, but it's, it's yeah. your plastic. You can do what you want well, with it. Orcs, orcs are weird enough as it is, but, like, I've... Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. like, if an orc saw another orc with, like, a third arm or something, like, yeah, it'd be over. Yeah. Like I say, you can do it, but it's it's small numbers, but... They can just tell there's something not right. They just, they know, and they'll just kill them. Yeah. And or, like I say, like, although they have, like, that sort of cunning aspect, it's not the same as, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, yeah. it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Fair play, fair play. But you can. You can do it. Uh, small numbers. It doesn't work, but you can. You, you can do it. And small numbers. Can. Small. Same but with the space moon thing. But you can't. Small you numbers. Can. You can't, but you can. Um... So go buy some orcs and turn them into... So anyway, gene steel activity has also been observed on the Tau Empire Sept of Kassimranien. Um Although the Tau's connection to their ethereal caste makes infection by gene stealers difficult. However, the Crute are known to have been affected as well. Though again, they're generally able to avoid those infected thanks to their ability to taste pheromones and the wisdom of the shapers guiding their evolution. So crew who have consumed gene stealer hybrids can smell other infected individuals, which helps detect infestations on other auxiliary races, such as the Vespid. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It, it is, and again, you can do it. There is a, there's lyrical precedence for it of Tau being infected and having like a small gene stealer cult. Yeah, I I agree. Like that's one that I will say. Yeah, Tau, I can see them getting a bit. Fucked up by the uh, the gene stealer yeah. guys, but especially if it was like an ethereal that got infected with the kiss. So like the ethereal's the one who's been turned yeah. like the patriarch, and then it's yeah. like yeah, yeah. take him down it's... from the top to the bottom, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know, and but again, like crew can sniff it out, 
other ethereals would be able to sniff it out. And I think I think in the story, in the lore, the one Tau gene stealer cult that happened, they were like really, really segregated. Like there was a reason that no one had like come across them for ages. So it's like, but then once they did, they got like sniffed out quite quickly. Well, yeah, it could be like a sphere expansion or like an element of that sphere that got like lost or cut off or, you know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's the same, similar sort of vibe when you're talking about Chaos Tau. It's like, yeah, you can do, but it's it's small numbers. You're not having like whole massive, like... Chaos Tau. It's, it's, it's plausible. There's some pretty decent... I um, never even like thought of that. Chaos Tau. Yeah, there's some pretty decent. We'll do an episode on it one day. But there's um, yeah, I've seen Ooh. some pretty decent conversions. Like um, fan theory it, fucking episode that could be good. It's um, let me just oh, Google check. No, don't don't worry about Google. There's only one time for Google, and that's Christmas time. <laughs> Google. Um, I'm not gonna find. I'm not gonna find him. I'm not gonna find him. But yeah, I saw a really cool Cinch Tau thing. Um, it's been an ongoing project by this this guy for a long time. Very very oh. cool. Um, I have to try and find it. But um, fantastic. It's doable, but small numbers. But I would love to see like Tau GSC. Like, can you imagine the battle suits? But again, with like you can use the battle suits, but like it's it, think very similar to like the Crimson Cog, but with Tau. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, I get that. I dig that. Cool. Okay, so we'll move on. So gene yeah. stealers are known to have started colonies amongst the elder two, such as in the lost craft world of Zyathra. Urethra? <laughs> Zyathra. Well, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, it works. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but the elder very long gestation times prevent them from being truly viable hosts. Yeah, just the lifespan. The oh, that they the lifespan. So I was going to say, like, gestation. Isn't that like... Um, oh, yeah, like the gestation times. Just the amount of time the How Eldar the working. How is Eldar pregnant for? I don't know. I don't... I don't know. I haven't Googled that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'd pay good money to see your search history. Yeah. I don't think you fucking would. <laughs> um, I think... It's basically just Warhammer. <laughs> we joke, but it's literally just man. This guy's that's a lot of Warhammer. Oh my God, there's no porn at all. Like what the fuck? <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> oh, um, found it. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, they can have children, but the gestation period of their birth is said to be much longer. Um, okay. Well, but, it's yeah, they can, but they don't generally. I don't think they're a dying race. Um, yeah. they don't they don't have kids anymore. Yeah, but, um, even the GSC doesn't want anything to do with the elder. Oh, yeah. sad. Anyway, um, so <laughs> yeah, it it can happen, but you're not gonna get that same, like you're not gonna have this cult of like mix of like neophytes, acolytes. You just not. You're gonna have like a group that have been infected by the kiss, and then like hundreds of years later maybe thousands like you'll get the next batch the next generation and then maybe they'll get spread to the next one like if they get round to it but by that point everybody's got bored and gone home so it's <laughs> it's uh it's just not gonna happen it's yeah, kind, of, kind of like this episode Ooh. ow ow right in my right in my heart <laughs> uh, 
So you can do Eldar as well, but again, it's just, just, it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It's lorically, you can do it. And then again, throw in Biophagus nonsense, you could, you know, you can explain away like a group of Eldar that have all mutated and whatnot. Um, But it's still very, very finite, limited numbers, and very, very rarely. Um, Again, you're not talking, you're not going to have like a 10,000 point army of these. It's just not happening. Kill team and maybe slightly above that, but not much more. Um, there are examples of both the Greek and the Torellians being culted, turned, uh, cultivated. Um, but anyway, the Greek were, if you cast your mind back, Jonah, the Greek yeah. were the underwater crustacean shrimpy tau things. And the Torellians are known as the dog soldiers and have dog shaped heads. I think we mentioned them in the Tower episode, but I can't recall exactly. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, we did. I vaguely remember the prawn dudes, but like, I remember mm-hmm. the dog guys a bit better. Yeah, yeah. I think we, we have discussed them, maybe not in massive amounts of detail, but there are examples of that happening, which could be very cool. Um, Like prawn GSE, but then. <laughs> I don't know. If you're starting with something that is already very not human. Yeah, you're kind of fucked. And it's going to look weird anyway. So where do you draw the line? Do you get what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's the Torellians could look cool, but then again, like it would just look like GSE, but with like slightly more canine shaped heads. So yeah. like. But it, the thing yeah. is like, you could really do any race apart from like, Elder, Orcs, Space Marines, whatever. Because in mm. the end, lorically, their job is to prep that world for invasion for biomass. That's yep, all it 100%. is. So, yep. you know, like, it would just be Prawn Steve sees Prawn Trevor and he's like, oh, you're looking a bit weird there, bud. Like, maybe you should go see the Prawn Doctor. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's, it's not that off because, like, you know, it's sort of within that, yeah. Prawn world. You know? Yeah. But then from from a hobbying perspective, from like a, a, a miniature producing aesthetic. Oh, yeah. Like just, it's not like everyone's going to go, oh, yeah. stuff a lot of prawn heads. Yeah. So, oh, I've seen so many Greet before in the past, <laughs> but never seen a Greet GSC army. <laughs> it's, no one's seen a Greet army. Yeah. So go to the Greet army. That's That would be cool. Yeah. But yeah, maybe... You don't need to. You could, oh, I guess, but why would you? power armor. Let's see it. That's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I want to see that. I want to see Greek tile battle suits. That fucking sounds sick. But yeah, you can't. You can, but why would you? Um, but basically, you've got complete free reign. If you wanted to talk any of the minor genus, like minor Xenos races, any of them in theory could be infected by the GSC because that gene stealer kiss, that's an instinctive drive that the gene stealers have. So they'll mm-hmm. try it with anything. They'll try it with anything. Um, yeah. So, like, and there's so many minor Xenos races out there. Anything with some sort of reproductive cycle of some description that matches, yeah. like, ours to some degree is yeah. going to possibly be a host. Yeah. Um, so if they can get it on, they can get it on. But, again, there's a reason that the GSC don't or wouldn't actively choose to do that because minor Xenos races are minor Xenos races. It really does nothing to the advancement of the cult. So why? Why would you? Biomass. 
Yeah, biomass, but I'm pretty sure the Tyranids can handle that on their own. Um, to be fair, when he, when you're tying this in with the Tyranid law, I always find it a little bit hard to digest. Hard to digest, anyway, because just fucking why? <laughs> do the Tyranids really need? Do they need this really? I think yeah, it helps, but <laughs> pretty sure the fucking a load of trigons and carnifexes can handle an army quite happily all on their lonesome. So. But I get why they do it. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, no, well, whatever. That's good. Yeah, I still, I still stand firm. Yeah, you haven't. So won this, you look, this I haven't. I clear. I failed today. Okay, I haven't won you round. That's how it's, this has gone. It, I knew this was going to be a hard one. It's a strike for Bob. I knew this was going to be a hard one. Um, I didn't think I'd get you around with the Eldar one, but I feel like that did a better job of, of hooking you in <laughs> just a smidge. Because the thing is, with the Eldar episode, the way it was explained was just so crisp, clear, and understandable and easy to relate to. So, I mean, like, if you didn't understand, it's just, my God. So I think the the, Eld- the GSC is a bit confusing. I, and I get that. I I understand and appreciate that. It's on um, the way out. Thank you, you dick. So yeah, great. So thanks for joining us today, folks. That's um, it's been a fucking pleasure to have you. <laughs> you absolutely fucking massive bellend. No, oh, no, no. I like. I I like the Gene Steeler cult in like what I've seen of online battle reps because like yep. they are a glass cannon and I everyone needs a bad guy and like they're mm-hmm. a bad guy for me because I don't like them. I like to see yeah. them lose. But you know what? It took me a while to I originally I wasn't really bothered about GSC either. I think the only thing that brought me around is when I started thinking a little bit about like, you know, when I the, the tribal ones that I've done. Mm-hmm. Just because it gave me a lot of freedom to use AOS bits and it was just fun. Oh, um, don't like don't get me wrong, like model wise, they've got some cool kits, man. I love the gunslinger kit, like the Billy the Kid kit. It is a very nice so kit, isn't cool. it? It's very cool. Um But yeah, maybe and I've seen some awesome paint jobs and some awesome kit bashes and conversions. I think the the broodlord that's standing on top of the pipe, I think he's mm. a he's a cool model. Um and I think the Magos, the Magus, Magus, there's a fucking Magus model. The Magus, the, yeah. Um, she's the she's la- a cool looking model. Yeah, the Lady Magus is an absolutely fantastic the Ke- mini. The Kellamore, um, that's him. The Kellamore is very cool. The Biophagus is very cool as well. The Aberrants are really cool minis as well. Really fun to paint. Um, See, I don't like the Aberrants, man, but I love the vehicles like the Goliath truck, the Ridge Runners. I love I the get, motorbikes. I don't, the motorbikes I don't get the motorbikes. I don't, I don't, really? I really the, like them because they're the only... I think they're the only thing in the 40k universe that just looks like a motorbike. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, which I like. I think the, the Ridge Rock... The Rock Grinder, the Goliath Rock Grinder is really cool. I like that. Mm. I do. It is. And the, there's some fantastic minis, but I get what you mean. I think just your raw GSC, just as they come... I think, although they've got some cool minis, yeah, they didn't win me round either. But I think you've got, you have got a lot of freedom with it. You can do literally so much with them. Um, a lot of potential. Yeah, I like, and wanna... the, I like the fact that like their weapons are all like you know makeshift 
like mining weapons or like rock cutters and lasers and you know that sort of stuff's cool. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Mm. Well, anyway, <sighs> that's um, that's Gene Steelery Culturillionios for you there, Jono. <laughs> Yep. Any final thoughts? Um, I think I just sort of said my final thoughts. So, yeah, like, I think you've got really, really uh, a wide range of creative freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. Even, even with the cults, you do not have to paint them how they are described. Um, yeah, so customizable. Um, yeah, like, I think they're probably... One of the most free range mini range that you could do with like conversions and kit bashes out there. So yeah. I completely agree. And maybe a little too much. I yeah. Think. Do you know what I mean? And I think sometimes it's nice to have a bit of a focus. Um, yeah, you could get lost in like the ether with them. Yeah, definitely. Um and I think maybe that's maybe the downside is that you have maybe a little too much creative freedom and it sometimes it is nice just to have be reined in a little bit just to concentrate that creative energy. Yeah. But um, I like I like him. I feel like they have got a lot of something behind him. I really enjoyed doing mine. Um, I like I had a lot of fun with them. I've nearly actually painted them. I batch painted, so it's like I have a lot of nearly finished ones. Um, but yeah, I need to figure out their law. I haven't yet. But, yeah. 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 But I've gone down the travel route. I like them. I painted them bright colors to match the feathery nids. It's 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 a big thing. But um, yeah, that's me. That was Gene Steeler Colts. Um, before we go, again, don't forget, give us a rate and review. Head over to the Patreon. Just a pound a month means we can defend spending hours and hours of our lives doing this to our respective partners. And you can come <laughs> hang around in our Discord. We've got a challenge on the go at the minute till June based around the Dornian heresy. Um, we've got a little book club thing going as well. Uh, we're currently reading The Infinite and Divine uh, and everyone who logs in to discuss it at the end of the month um, which is going to be fun, um, and we might, might, haven't decided yet, might record it, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you want to join in, read The Infinite and Divine, head on over to our Patreon, you can come jump in. If you've already read it, then you don't need to, maybe just refresh your memory, you can jump in and pretend like you read it this month, I'm not going to know. Oh, hobby happy hour book club. Damn straight. First of its kind. Yep. Yep. Sure is. It's going to be fantastic. Fucking better be. So. <laughs> <laughs> fucking better be. <laughs> oh, you're going to cop it, Gil Harrod, you motherfucker. Yep. That's right. I'm going to shift all the onus onto you, Mr. Gil Harrod. <laughs> so, who, in, in all seriousness, is it's his idea. It's a good idea. I like it. Let's see how it pans out. Um, done fucked up now. <laughs> Don't go fucked up. But anyway, that's it. I've been Bob. And I have been Jono. And we've been... What? Bored? The... You fucking dick. <laughs> what? Absolutely. Oh, um, the, the Hobby, hobby ha- Happy hobby Hour. Happy hour. <laughs> you, hour. Why did you say it like that? You could have just said it normally and it would have fucking panned out. The Hobby Happy Hour. No, I'm not doing it P- again. Happy Hour. <laughs> Don't skip leg day. Wah, wah.
anybody called Michael, can you stand up, please? Okay, that's the mic check complete. Uh, cut that out. The world's, I will. Yeah, I was going to say, cut a lot of it out, please. <laughs> Fucking hell. Destined for Eric's... <laughs> Destined for Eric's... <laughs> experimental... Oh, fucking Jesus Christ, man. I hate words. Just, my brain's not functioning. It's Monday night. So I think what you're trying to say, Jono, is... <laughs> Fuck if you do. That's just my opinion, good sir. Well, well, my lack of an opinion is where the animosity will come from. That's where this will come to loggerheads. Anyway, yeah. anyway, let's do this, because time is slipping away from this. Yeah, I feel again. myself aging. I nearly threw up then. I forced that way too much. That was. was, um... <laughs>